Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes. You can get free money by mail, but pay attention very closely. If you get a letter from a recovery consultant saying you're owed money, which they can recover for a 10% fee, do not... Respond. This money is likely in your state's unclaimed funds system and can be recovered for free with some simple paperwork. I know this comes up all the time, but I was just reminded of it personally today. The state you live in manages a system where unclaimed funds are held when companies are unable to remit them directly to you usually due to an invalid address, a.k.a. you moved to a different location. So if you Google state name unclaimed funds, you will likely find the correct site. Just make sure it's the official site, likely a .gov domain, and that's .gov. So be very careful when you do this. So the business I work for, actually a public government entity, received a letter today from advanced recovery consultants with a very official-looking form about some 2000 owed to us from a vendor. I searched on the unclaimed fund site, and sure enough, there it was. This company wants 10% of the total as a fee for authorizing us to assist in the recovery. But it's a simple one-page form from the state to claim the money and pay nothing. They would have gotten $200 from us just to submit a free form. So this was gotten from like r slash personal finance on Reddit. Feel free to give your own personal stories at 40inbox.com. Now, personal story here. This actually is something that I ended up doing. So not too long ago. I basically discovered that a family member left money basically in like my name, like, you know, since like I was a kid, right? So basically what happened is they put like, I don't like a small amount of money into like stock for like, I think Walt Disney or Home Depot or something like that, right? And it's been there for like a long, long time, right? So it actually grew to a decent amount. So what was interesting is that you could basically choose like two different ways to do it, right? You could technically choose to like accept the money or like the stock and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, it's a very simple process. It's literally just a one-page document. And all you got to do is just basically prove who you are and basically, you know, copy your, you know, license or whatever and mail it in. There's usually like a form online that you can end up doing or just like call them and they'll like mail you a form, whatever is available to you. 
So anyone can actually just do this, right? Like you may not even be aware because typically they will not contact you. But for anyone that is watching this or stumbles upon this or listens to this, go to whatever state that you live in. And this could also be, you know, depending on your country as well, because some countries may or may not do this. But if you live in the United States, just type in the state that you live in and do unclaimed funds, and you will most likely find that correct site with a .gov domain. Obviously, do a little bit more research. Make certain that is actually that specific website because each state is a little bit different. And you will be able to just basically search up your, like, social security number or your name and you'll be able to see okay there is unclaimed funds within the state so you might actually be able to find some free money that you may not even know about and the funny thing is whoever might end up like putting money into your name may not even realize or remember that they actually did something like that that's what's so crazy about this like you have no clue so it doesn't like cost you anything and you could easily potentially make a hundred dollars a thousand dollars like this could get like really high up there depending on what the money was actually in right so just keep that in mind if you end up listening to this or watching this go to your state name unclaimed funds look for a gov specific website do your research to make sure that it's the correct website and you can literally make a good amount of money for less than an hour of your time, right? So just do that. And you can do this for like any family member or friend that you have as well and help them out, right? So it's actually a fun way to actually make. You could actually like set up like a tiny little side hustle doing this for people, like for your friends and family members and literally charge the 10% fee like what those, these recovery consultants are actually doing and just make some extra side cash if you really wanted to. Like it's just something to actually go do because this is 100% free to actually do. So how to generate income from an old church building. Hi, all. Looking for ideas on what to do with an old church building in a small U.S. town. Selling it is on the table, but we are brainstorming other options. If there's a better sub for this, please let me know. Again, this is from r slash personal finance. Thanks for your insight in advance. Edit, the building has not been used as a church for at least 40 years. So the answer that I thought would be pretty good in this situation would be you could turn it into a restaurant. So you could rent it out for events or even for a business. Or perhaps turn it into a premium hangout area. Depending on the niche, it can be something where people pay a monthly amount where people of a specific niche can go and do whatever they want. For example, I remember seeing something like this in like some video where it's almost like being charged like a thousand dollars per month. And basically it was like a it's kind of like a hangout situation where like high ballers or whales could just pretty much like play poker with each other, smoke cigars and drink super expensive wine, but with privacy. The main thing was like about the aspect was privacy. And basically people of extremely high net worth could just go there and just chill, hang out with other people with very deep pockets and just hang out with people similar to them, but also have the 100% privacy aspect where like, you know, you're not allowed to bring phones or all that kind of stuff and just hang out there. 
So think of it like a private bar or like a private golf club situation. So I'm 18 with $15,000 in savings. What should I do? So recently inherited $11,000 and I have $4,000 in savings from work, which equals $15,000. I know nothing about finance. What should I do with it? I'm very bad with money. L-O-L. So the answer Keep $5,000 for an emergency fund and then put like $10,000 if you have no debt to obtain more skills so that you can make much more money. Because I think it's pretty cool that you know you're 18 and you're able to save $4,000 from work. That means you're living below your means. But still at the same time, it's always better to invest into yourself to try to grow your income because that is the fastest way to get more money. That's the fastest way to get richer. That's the fastest way to increase your net worth, right? Is to literally increase your skills to the point where you have more opportunities to make more money, right? Like for example, if you're working like a job, like a nine to five job, but you're only making like 10 or $20,000 per year, it's going to be hard for you to really have any spare money to invest so it'd be better for you to actually spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand dollars per year investing into yourself to build up your skills so that maybe you could get a license or something. So your $20,000 per year income can end up becoming more like a $40,000 or $50,000 per year income, which allows you to put more money into investments and more money into something maybe like a side hustle or maybe even like a business that you want to do on the side, right? So just keep that in mind. There's a lot of different ways to go about and doing something like this, but no matter what, you should have an emergency fund. No matter what, you need to get rid of debt, and no matter what, you need to increase your skills so that you could scale the amount of money that you end up making, right? Because your best investment is in yourself. Think of the long term. So why does most financial advice focus on minimizing expenses? Isn't it much more effective to maximize earnings and thus have more to save? I know that saving is important, but the cutout coffee advice seems like it's not worth the mental effort, right? Why not instead focus on figuring out creative ways to make an extra $10 per day? The scale of making more money just seems to compound faster than saving. Thoughts. Now, I like this kind of like question that I stumbled upon again on r slash personal finance, which by the way, if you have questions, just go to 40inbox.com and, you know, send us a kind of, uh, send us a question or something or your own story, personal finance story. So the answer, the reason why the best financial advice is focused on pushing the path of minimizing expenses is that many people fall into the habit of lifestyle inflation thus causing them to spend more than they make. This is why if you build the habits of spending less than you make, you will, at any income level, will be financially free in a sense. Many people might think that they can just out-earn stupidity, but guess what? Your habits will always win. This is why, you know, a lot of... People might be thinking, it's like you, 
the best way to explain this so that people can really understand this, just how hard it is to really win at something like this, is you got to look at someone who is morbidly obese and is trying to lose weight, right? That's the goal, right? Well, yeah, technically you could keep exercising even more, right? You could just keep exercising, keep exercising, keep exercising. But the thing is, there's only so much time in a day. And if you end up eating continuously more every single day, you're going to end up basically eating more than you can actually burn in a day, right? Because it's very easy to, you know, eat 2,000 calories in a single day. You can literally just eat like two slices of cake, right? But the amount of calories that you end up burning from just exercising, even though it's quick to just go and exercise and just exercise more, there's a limit to you outworking your bad habit, right? Like it's very hard to beat a bad habit, right? And there's like a lot of salespeople that think that they can out-earn whatever they spend, right? Because, you know, very, very good salespeople can literally just call up use their phone and just, you know, make more money. The only problem is their habits are so bad, they end up just spending that money right when it comes in so that they have to go make another sale so that they have to go then spend their money and then go make another sale and then immediately try to spend their money. It's just like a very addictive habit, right? So you just got to be super careful. Like a lot of people do not realize just how hard of a habit this actually is, right? And the thing is, personal finance is not complicated. And it's actually very simple to master your money. And if you want to learn how to master your money, go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money. It's a very simple and easy process, but a lot of people just don't understand how difficult it can sometimes be for people. Feel free to watch more. Check out 40inbox.com to learn the secret to mastering your money below. And you can learn to make money online below as well stay tuned for more and feel free to share this with someone who might need some advice